Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. This is episode 167, Teens Take Charge of Your Health for High School Credit. I'm speaking today to you teens. I'm also talking to parents of teens, especially homeschooling parents, and you want to create a health course, but you also have this desire to see your teenagers take charge of their own health and take ownership. And teens, if you're listening, maybe you think, you know, I have some pretty bad habits and I would really like to be healthy. I'd like to grow old gracefully. And maybe you're not even thinking about that, but you kind of know like health is a good thing. So follow me, stay with me. We are going to tackle the big issue of health. Now I'm going to take you way back in time to when I was a teenager in high school and I started one very good habit and one very bad habit. So here's my very good habit. My good habit is that I started working out every day. Now, through the years, I have maintained that habit. It's become a lifelong habit. And sometimes I've only worked out three or four times a week. But for most of my life, except for a brief period during COVID when everything was locked down, I have exercised at least four to five times a week. And that was a good, healthy habit. I started it when I was a teenager. But I also started another bad lifetime habit. And that was that when I came home from work or church or school, I would sit in front of the TV and I would watch TV for about an hour and I would just eat. And I didn't eat good, healthy foods. I didn't eat carrot sticks. I didn't eat an apple. I would eat junky food. And that still, to this day, I am 60 years old, that when I'm really tired or not feeling too good, I like to sit in front of the TV and eat a bowl of ice cream. Now, I can't eat the things I ate when I was 16, of course, but still, that habit, I just wish that I had not formed it as a teenager. Now, another habit that I started 10 years ago, I'm going to talk about later. So I don't want you to think, oh my goodness, I'm a parent. I'm listening to this. I want to have better health. I started these things as a teenager. I will never get out of you. You will. You can. So that this isn't, you know, to make you feel doomed or teenagers, you know, but I just want to encourage you teens, you can form lifelong habits that are really healthy. And parents, you can help your children take charge of their own health. And I think a big way that we can help people take charge of their own health is to educate them and to educate them in a real way. And what I mean by that is a lot of our education comes from people who are trying to sell us stuff. A lot of education on health comes from pharmaceutical companies. They make these beautiful posters, they print blogs, little booklets, and they're all to help us be healthy and take their medicine. 
or we have companies that sell herbs or vitamins or an exercise regimen. And so they're all like they have some good stuff, just like the pharmaceutical companies. But again, they're selling something. And so I want to just peel that all away because I want to teach my child. I want to teach my teen. Teens, I want you to learn how does your body work, not in a grand, big, thorough way, like you're going to be a doctor or nurse, but basically every person should know how their body works, the different systems in their body, the different organs that are really important and how things work. Because when you know how they work in a basic way and you kind of have an inkling of some of the more complicated things, it can really help you understand what's going on inside of your body and then what can you can do to cooperate with it. And I saw that as a nurse a lot because Moms-to-be that came in in labor that had taken classes that they understood what was happening inside the body and dads who had done the same thing, they did so much better in the whole labor and delivery process because they knew what was going on and so they began to work with their body instead or with the wife's body instead of against it. So I really believe that if if teens and adults can understand how their body works, what their body needs, it can really, really be healthy. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you some things that you can learn about and then begin to form habits based on them. So the first thing, of course, is nutrition. You think of nutrition, you always think about what you eat. And there's so many fad diets that are always going around. When I was a little girl, all the adults were on the no-carb diet, and that's kind of rolled back around. But when I was a young woman, it was the eat tons of carbs diet. And so you just, you know, there's always some kind of diet fad. But the question is, what do our bodies really need? Well, our bodies just need some basic things. They need water. They need protein to get amino acids to build other proteins in our bodies. They need carbohydrates for energy. They need fats, again, for energy. They need vitamins, vitamin A, the B vitamins, C, D, E, and vitamin K. And they need minerals like calcium and phosphorus and potassium and sodium and iron and iodine and magnesium and zinc. So our bodies need all those things. And obviously they need a lot less maybe potassium or magnesium than they need protein, those amino acids, you know, you definitely, but what's interesting is that our bodies actually absorb things better from food than they do from vitamin pills. So if at all possible, it's best to try to get your vitamins through what you eat and then maybe take um, a low-dose vitamin supplement to kind of fill in the gaps. So my grandmother used to always say she had um, a degree in nutrition, and she would always say, think colorful 
and different, all different colors and all different textures. And that was kind of neat because you think about vegetables, you think about orange vegetables. A lot of times they have carotene, which has vitamin A, the green leafy vegetables, the yellow vegetables, the different colors of fruits and all of those, you know, a lot of times they have different vitamins, but it's so the reason I'm sharing all this is because we a lot of times tell people you should eat this and not eat this. You should eat this and not eat this. But I think it's really up to people what they want to eat. I think what they need to know is what kind of nutrients are in what kind of food. So animal proteins like milk, dairy products, eggs, and um, meats and fish, they have all the amino acids that our body needs. So if you're going to have like salmon for dinner, you're going to get all the amino acids in that salmon that your body needs. If you're a vegan and you don't eat animal products, you only eat um, grains and vegetables and fruits, then you are going to need to pair up, not necessarily at every meal, but you're going to need to pair up so that your body gets all the amino acids that it needs. Because you know, our proteins are, are made up of amino acids, and then they're broken down when we eat, and then they're rebuilt inside our cells into other proteins. It's really quite fabulous what our bodies do. So one of the things that I like to do when I teach health class is I give kids a log to just write down what they eat and when they eat it. And it really helps. Like you'll find that some people like they eat, they really like to eat a lot in the morning, but they don't eat a lot in the evening. Other people may not eat much all day, but then in the evening they eat quite a bit, maybe a lot during the evening. So it helps for people to understand how do I eat and what foods do I really like and what foods do I avoid? A lot of times what's really interesting is that the foods we like often contain nutrients that we need. It's just that sometimes they're not healthy for us because some of the things that are along with it aren't so good. For example, I love ice cream. Ice cream contains all the amino acids my body needs. It contains protein. It contains calcium. Calcium is good for my bones. But ice cream also contains a lot of sugar and a lot of fat. So maybe low-fat yogurt instead of high-fat ice cream can work for me. A lot of times I find when I'm really craving food, like I might be really craving sweets. But then if I eat fruit... If I eat a couple pieces of fruit, I find my cravings for sweets goes away. So, again, it's nice to analyze. Keeping food logs help you analyze what you eat and kind of figure out why. But you would be surprised, like meat, have so many of those little um, minerals that we need and even many of the vitamins that we need. So a lot of times we think, oh, we can only get, you know, our vitamins through grains and fruits and vegetables but I think a lot of times meat gets a bad rap and um, but fruits and vegetables are just such powerhouses of vitamins and antioxidants um, oxidation is like rusting so if you've ever seen something rust it rusts because of ox oxidation and inside your body there's always those processes going on of kind of tearing down but a lot of the vitamins are also antioxidants, and they reverse that process. 
So anyway, like I said, I like to give teens information on what kind of nutrients are in food for the different nutrients that they need, what contains a lot of those nutrients. So they can begin to make their own food choices based on what would be healthy for them and what we like. Because just because everyone in the whole world likes kale, it doesn't mean that your teen has to eat kale to be healthy. Spinach has iron too. And so if that makes sense, I'm going to move on now to exercise. Teens and adults need four kinds of exercise, and we usually don't think of that. A lot of times people say, well, I'm going to exercise, and they choose one exercise, one kind of exercise, and they do that one exercise, kind of exercise, and they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm meeting my body's need for exercise. But we need four different kinds of exercises. We need aerobic exercise that makes our heart just pound, 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 really fast. And that works out our heart muscle. It keeps it strong. We need strength training where our muscles grow stronger and more efficient. So that is doesn't mean you have to, you know, work out with huge weights and get huge, big muscles. But you just want muscles that are toned and efficient, unless you want big, huge muscles, and then you can get them. So the other two things that we really forget a lot about are stretching and balance. And balance may not feel as important when you're young as it does when you're older, but balance can really make a difference sometimes, even a matter of life and death, like walking across a very slippery place, you'll find, oh, all of a sudden balance is important. But when you get older, especially, you'll, you'll need to think about balance. And then there's stretching. Stretching is so important because not only does stretching affect our muscles, stretching really also affects our tendons and ligaments, and they play a huge role. And we want to make sure that our bodies are warm when we exercise and that we cool them down when we're done. If you've ever had a torn ligament or a torn tendon, which I have, it is excruciatingly painful. So avoid that at all costs. So we think about that. We're going to lift some weights and we just do a few stretches before and after. But we don't even have to think about that. We can stretch every morning when we wake up. We kind of naturally do. We lift our hands up and we reach the sky. And, you know, but if you just add a few other things, like maybe putting your hands behind your back and pulling backward or touching your toes really slowly. Um, one of the best things to do to include exercise in our life for the rest of our life, say you're a teenager and you love basketball, you know that I know men in their 70s who still play basketball. I know men in their 70s and women who still play tennis. Like those are great sports that you can play your whole life. And the thing about them is with basketball and tennis and things like that, the running also builds your muscles and it can be really helpful. The thing that that um, basketball doesn't do a lot with your arms, but it definitely does a lot with your leg muscles. Ballet, dancing, ice skating, those are one of the few sports that not only do they build your muscles, 
but, and not only do they give you aerobic exercise, but they give you a really good balance workout and really good stretching workout. So you're listening to me and you're thinking, I could never ice skate and I definitely don't want to do ballet. That's fine. But I do want to share this story. My dad, when he was a quarterback on the football team as a young man, he was um, required by his coach and all his teammates, they had to go take ballet lessons. And the reason why is because ballet lessons, the coach found out that if his players took ballet lessons for about six months, they learned a lot of balance and they did a lot of stretching and there were less injuries during the season. So again, I'm just throwing it out there. You don't have to do it. Um, another thing that is good to do is kind of look at the different sports that you like. Soccer is a great sport. It's not necessarily a sport you're able to keep up with when you're in your 50s and 60s. So you can think about another sport that you like as well. Running. A lot of people run. I ran every day till I was 30. And then I found it was just a little jarring and I moved to aerobics. So it's like a clean, a clean move over to aerobics from running. And so think about what would be your lifetime sport. Swimming is another great lifetime sport. And it is great with aerobic. It is great with strength training. And it's also good with stretching. And one of the things about being in the water, if you do water sports, is there's something very medicinal about water um, on your muscles, on your, you know, in any kind of injury. Salt water is always good for wounds and things like, although it can hurt if you have an open wound. I'm not saying go in salt water if you have an open wound. But so think when you're thinking about exercise as a team, learn to do some sports that you really like. It could be weightlifting. It could be aerobics, Zumba, or it could be ice skating, or it could be ballet, or it could be basketball. But think of a lifetime sport that you can begin to grow in and maybe a backup or two and begin to get good at that sport because growing in skill in any sport will keep you physically fit. But when you have something that you like, that you really enjoy, it's much more likely that you'll keep up with it over the years. So again, we've talked about nutrition Learn a little bit about how your body works and what your body needs and why, what kind of exercise your body needs, and then think about what you would really enjoy in exercise, in eating. Another thing that's super important is fresh air and sunshine. And I know when kids are little, you cannot keep them inside. My kids, it could be raining. It could be snowing. I mean, we don't live where it snows, but, you know, we visited places where it snows and my kids want to go outside. And but then it seems like a lot of teenagers, they don't want to go outside. They want to stay in. Fresh air is really, really important for cleansing out that recirculated air. More and more we stay in houses with AC and that air just gets recirculated. It's, it's, it's stale air. And so we need to get out. We need to breathe in good, clean air. 
And we need sunshine because of the vitamin D. Did you know that if we get a little bit of sunshine every day, our body makes its own vitamin D? Yes, it does, which I think is super cool. And I don't mean you have to go like put a towel down and lay out with suntan lotion for an hour on each side. No, if you just walk around the block every day in a short sleeve shirt and jeans, you're going to get enough sunshine to make vitamin D. The next thing I want you to think about is, and this is so apropos after, you know, going on three years of battling COVID, is thinking about how to avoid sickness because we don't want to be sick. We want to stay healthy. So there's two ways that you avoid sickness. One is that you boost your immune system. In other words, you make your immune system as strong as it can be. And the other thing is that you keep germs from getting inside your body. So how do you do that? Well, you've probably heard this a million times, but people never seem to get it. Hand washing is the best way you can keep from getting sick. And if I, if I notice that people in my life are getting sick, I just start washing my hands more. And by washing my hands, I don't mean that I put them under the water and get them wet and shake them off. That's like giving the germs a little bath and it doesn't help anything. But I taught my my children to sing happy birthday to you. And if you scrub your hands to the birthday song, that is enough to get your hands clean because we're scrubbing the germs away, that friction will get rid of them, and then the soap will help. And I recommend not using antibacterial soap because antibacterial soap, not only we have good bacteria on our skin, under our arms, in different places, and when you use antibacterial soap, it kills the good bacteria, and then virus and fungal infections are really easy to get. So, you know, just clean your hands. The reason hands are so important, and again, this is what I'm talking about, is understanding how things work so you understand how to work with your body instead of against it. For example, hand washing is important because a lot of times without, if just watch yourself in the mirror and watch how many times you touch your face. People touch their face and their hair all the time. They touch their food. They touch other people. They touch garbage. They touch all kinds of things. In fact, what would be really funny would be to take a, keep a log of someone else, not yourself, but watch all the things they touch. And people touch their mouth. They touch their lips. They touch sometimes in, they put something inside their mouth with, with their hands. And so, That is why you want to keep your hands very clean. That's why we wash our hands before we eat. It's not because, you know, oh, your hands are dirty and they're ugly and I don't want to look at them. No, it's because we want clean hands to come near our mouth and near our face. And it's the number one way that germs get into our body is by us touching something and then touching our face and it gets in up through the nose or in through the mouth. So that's just something to keep in mind. Another thing, way to stay healthy is to stay warm and dry. Now, people always say, oh, that's an old wives' tale, but it really isn't because when you think about 
bacteria, you think about fungi, you think about viruses that cause a lot of sicknesses. They like warm, moist places. They like the wet. So imagine you go outside and you happen to pick up one little bacteria or two and you come inside and you're wet because you've been out in the rain in a mud puddle or maybe you've been out in the snow and you come inside and you're dry. And instead, I mean, you're wet. And so instead of going and changing clothes and getting in dry clothes, you just sit there and you sit by the fire and the fire starts to warm you up, but you're still wet. So now you've created this wet, warm environment for the bacteria to flourish and grow and make you sick. So that's why if you want to go jump in a mud puddle, go jump in a mud puddle, all means. But then come in, take a bath, take a shower, and get in dry clothes. Not the clothes you had on when you were jumping in the mud puddle. Get in new new clothes. I know you probably don't jump in a mud puddle anymore if you're a teen or if you're an adult, but you know what I'm talking about. That is super important because... We want to make our bodies unattractive to little germs that want to make us sick. And so staying warm and dry is a big way that you can do that. When you are very, very cold, your body has to work super hard to keep it warm. And that's then that kind of lowers your immune system. Finally, um, one thing that we don't think about is brushing our teeth to avoid infection because bacteria flourishes at night. So it's best to clean any kind of sugar, anything kind of food off your teeth and rinse it really good before you go to bed. And then when you wake up, brush your teeth again to get rid of all the bacteria and everything. That is just something to think about when it comes to avoiding being sick. And those three little things, staying dry and washing your hands and brushing your teeth goes so far in keeping us healthy. Of course, there's more, but I just want to touch on things that are super simple. When you think about keeping your immune system strong, it would be working with your immune system, learning how your immune system works. Like most people, the minute they get a little bit of a fever, boom, they take an aspirin or Tylenol. But did you know that your body uses a fever to kill the germs inside your body? So I'm not saying you shouldn't take an aspirin or Tylenol if your fever's up around 101 or 102. But if your fever's just 99 or 100, your body is working. Your body's working to kill those germs. So let your body work. And then again, when we understand how the immune system works, we can work with our immune system to stay healthy. The next thing that is really important to teens and everyone else, but really important to teens, is personal hygiene. I know that what happens in the teenage years is that all those extra hormones that you have just racing through your body, making you feel emotional, which we're not talking about today, but all of those things, it increases the oil flow. It increases oil flow in your face. It increases oil flow under your arms, in your back, all over. You just have more oil flowing out. And that's what makes your skin so smooth and soft 
and you don't have those wrinkles because you just got all this wonderful oil only, it can cause some bad things. Like it can cause you to have acne. It can cause you to have a lot of body odor. And I'm not, I don't have time to explain how body odor happens, but it's really simple. But again, it's just a matter of staying um, clean and dry, just taking plenty of showers. Maybe when you were a kid, you took a bath every other day, but now that you're a teenager, you really need to take one maybe once or twice or even three times a day. I know that sounds crazy, but we just need, we need to take more showers and more baths, especially if we're into sports or we have a job that makes us really sweaty. And that is, and I would encourage you to use showering and you don't even have to use soap every time if you took a shower three times a day you could just really rinse off well and dry off well I mean you want to use soap at least one or two of those times but the the thing is most of us do to prevent body odor is we use antiperspirant and antiperspirant tries to get our body not to perspire but perspiring is how we get rid of toxins. It's what keeps us healthy. So if you're going to use something, use a deodorant, which just makes the smell go away. But the best way to to combat body odor isn't with any perspirant. The best way is really with showers. And then you want to learn how to shave, how to take care of your skin, how to take care of your hair so it's shiny and healthy and beautiful. And all of that is stuff that you can learn. And again, you want to cooperate with your body. And whenever you read something that's really authoritative, and then you find out it's someone selling something, just take it with a grain of salt, because you really want to learn how the body works from people who you know, they, they've studied how the body works. They know how the body works and they're not trying to give you lots of medicines or they're not trying to, you know, make you buy their latest vitamin, but you, you want to learn all those things because they matter. For example, with, with acne, I didn't know this when I was a young girl, but you can change your pillowcase every night and that really helps to control acne because it's a clean pillowcase and that really makes a difference because with with your pores having much more oil it's much easier for dirt and things to get trapped in the pore and that's how a pimple starts and a pimple forms so again personal hygiene is a big thing you can learn how your body works how to take care of your skin now how to take care of your hair how to do all those things to help you look your best in the way that you dress to dress for your body's shape and your lifestyle and things like that. So those are all fun things to learn about and a great time to learn about it is now. And you can do all this and earn a high school credit because all this is part of being healthy. Another thing that's really important is communication and relationships, learning to greet people, to have a conversation, to walk through conflict. All of those are super important. Did you know that you can walk through conflict and be kind? And 
a lot of times people, if you're really good with communicating, walking through conflict, having relationships, now they call them soft skills because so many people, I'm just going to be honest, so many people in our culture right now are rude. So if you come along and you've learned how to communicate well and you know how to be kind and you know how to treat people well, then they're going to think you're wonderful and you are just going to have a lot of doors open to you. So the other thing is that if you don't learn to communicate well, if you don't learn to um, differentiate between lies and the truth, you teenage years can be a time that you feel easily rejected. And so it's really good to learn how to have healthy relationships and not dysfunctional ones. Also sexual purity. I, I wish I had a whole hour to talk about sexual purity, but I'll just say this. God set us apart for himself. We belong to him. Our bodies are not our own. They've been bought with a price. And God has a plan for sex inside marriage with a man and a woman. Anything outside of that is the devil's plan. And it may be fun for a season, but it will eventually bring lots of harm to you. And I would encourage you to guard and protect your purity. Addictions. Teenagers a lot of times find their self becoming addicted to maybe pornography or video games or their phone, some form of technology or other things. But I just want to say If you have an addiction, Jesus can set you free. Don't ever feel like an addiction is permanent. There is nothing that Jesus cannot set you free from. So live in that hope. And also realize that, you know, there are people who are addicted and they don't know why. But a lot of times it's because there are things that we want and maybe we can't have or their hurts that we have. And so instead of talking to our parents or talking to a pastor, we just find ourselves doing the spending time with our addictions, thinking it's going to make everything better. And it always makes everything worse. So if you struggle with an addiction, no matter what it is, go to a trusted adult that can help you walk through it. And finally, our relationship with the Lord impacts our health. It talks so much in the book of Proverbs that envy rots the bones while a peaceful life brings health. In that same chapter, you'll find so many links between spiritual health and physical health. That's Proverbs 14. Just read that and you'll see our health spiritually is linked to our health physically That's why it's important as a teenager or parents of teens, it's important to teach your teens, lead them to Christ. If you're a teenager, be born again, come to know Jesus, and then learn to grow in the Lord. The the foundations of the faith, the way that we grow in the Lord, it's so basic. It's the same as when you're 12, as when you're 25, as when you're 102. It's reading the Bible. It's praying. 
It's worshiping God. It's fellowshipping with other believers in a local church, and it's sharing the gospel. Those are the five things that need to be patterns and habits in our life. And if they are, they will keep us growing in the faith. We'll go through hard times in our life. But if we have the Lord, we will make it through every single one. So I have touched on so many different things, and I hope that you don't feel overwhelmed. The main thing that I want you to remember is this. There is so much to our health. I did not even talk about our mental health and emotions and dealing with emotions. Maybe that can be part two. But I just want to encourage you that pursue health, pursue healthy living teens, start forming habits now that will last you a lifetime and bring you good health and peace. And parents of teens, let teens take charge of their health. Teach them how their body works how to cooperate with their body and and help their body function optimally, but then let them determine what sports they want to pursue, what foods they want to start eating, adding to their diet, when, how they're going to get enough sleep and all those different things. I don't even know if I touched on sleep. Sleep is super important, but we're finished, so we, we will go. We'll definitely have to do a part two on this stuff. I have a class called Healthy Living for Christian Teens. It's it's a textbook on health, and there's no exams with it. It's just reading and answering questions. And then there's some health projects in the book to help you grow and form healthy habits. I'm teaching that class online at True North Homeschool Academy. And if you are interested, look in the show notes, episode 167. There is a link where you can sign up for the health class. And there's also a link where you can buy the textbook. It's something that would be really easy to go through independently. It would be really fun to study in a homeschool co-op. And I would love to have you in my online class. So until I see you again, thank you so much for giving me this time. And may you find your way to some very, very healthy and godly and peaceful habits. See you next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 